0: I don't know much about lasers, but apparently they (laughs) can cut a lot of little acrylic stars. to the Health in the 34th podcast. It is so good to be back with you. It's been a few weeks since we released a new episode, but that is because we have had a lot
1: of things going on. Absolutely. And I'm Marissa Alcantara, and I'm the story making policy specialist for the Alliance for Healthy Kansas.
0: And I'm Lacey Kennett, the communications director for the Alliance. And today we are so excited. We're going to talk all about the rally for can care expansion that we held at the State House a few weeks ago.
1: Today we're joined by our colleagues from the Alliance, April Holman, our Executive Director, and Taylor Morton, our advocacy specialist. As many of you know, we had our rally for Can Care Expansion on March 15th at the Kansas State House, and we are excited to tell you all about it.
0: So the plan for this episode is that we'll chat more about our experience planning for the rally and, and, you know, our experiences during the rally and how it went. We will include some clips of our favorite moments so you can experience that with us if you weren't able to join us live. So we're all just we're just going to have a conversation like we would in the office. Right. Oh, welcome, April and Taylor. Sorry.
2: Hello. (laughs) Thank you. It's fun to be here. Yes, it
0: is. So it's been about a little under two weeks since the rally happened when we're recording this so what do we remember what's the thing that sticks out the most in your mind
3: well that's easy for me because i got to ride on the bus from wichita (laughs) to topeka for the rally with all of our wonderful advocates from wichita north newton areas and emporia Um, so that definitely was was a, a highlight for me, uh, you could say.
0: <laughs> everybody was excited. Oh my I assume gosh,
3: it was amazing. There was like a palpable energy on that bus. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, got to talk with advocates that you know live farther away. You know, feel the energy that everybody was bringing to the rally. Um, we had an awesome bus driver. A great group of people. Um, it was definitely a, a fun way to to get started. Uh, you know, get the energy for, for expansion up and going
2: taylor i loved it um the way that you described that it was almost like you were sitting next to somebody at all times at the bus and they were just kind of changing places so that you were talking to different people because they were so excited and wanting to know more about the arguments that they should make when they were talking to legislators and
3: yeah definitely that was one of my favorite parts i I tried to leave the seats next to me available and you know got to talk with a lot of people on the bus about those very things it was awesome just getting prepared you know you could tell people were excited to be going to the capitol and you know make the most out of their time there you know not just attending the rally but you know trying to meet with their legislators if it's possible and it was a really awesome experience being able to talk to everybody talk about care expansion um, and advocacy you know more broadly even just beyond the rally
2: and you even had some children didn't you on their spring break? Yeah we
3: did we did Um, uh, Pastor Charles McKenzie brought his three kiddos up um, on the bus and it was a lot of it was awesome advocates of all ages
0: <laughs> so you started
3: in Wichita yes and then went to North Newton North Newton and then the last stop was in Emporia and then we did bring everybody home
0: <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah Marissa got to go home with everybody so how did that go everybody was excited
1: yeah everyone was really excited I think a lot of people were just kind of you know Live in the high of everything. There was yeah. quite a buzz in the air. Advocates were talking and sharing phone numbers and I think that they were talking about getting more involved and, you know, figuring out what are some other things that they want to do um, moving forward. Uh, yeah. We just we had a really great experience. We were definitely tired, but it was it was a good <laughs> experience. <laughs> and we had about
0: forty people on the bus, is that right? Yeah,
3: just about, yeah. Mm-hmm it was almost a full bus almost a full bus yeah it's nice enough for not to feel cramped but we definitely had a full bus
0: yeah i think I'm,
2: i'm so excited about all of the people that rode the bus i think we're talking about next time we do this maybe even trying to have a bus come from somewhere else as well so adding another line to our rally bus route yes
0: absolutely well, what else stuck out? Anybody else? April, what, stuck, what What sticks out in your mind the most?
2: Well, so this is my third rally that we've done. We hadn't been able to do one since before the pandemic. But um, I was just blown away by all of the people. There was a fantastic turnout, really great energy in the venue, which was um, the second floor of the state house. People were just so excited to be there. And honestly, I think exasperated that we were still doing this, but mm-hmm. very much dedicated to our group effort. And that gives so much energy, I think, to me. I don't know about you guys, but it, it was wonderful. Mm-hmm.
3: Definitely a re energizing thing for me as well.
0: Mm-hmm. So we had an art installation or a photo booth kind of thing. Tell me about that. Oh.
1: Shout out Joe and Rachel. Yes, Joe and Rachel.
0: So we had a petition, which we've talked about on this podcast a bunch of times, telling you to go sign it. And had little acrylic stars that were laser cut. And then we uh, strung those up with a background and had signs that people could hold. And and it just kind of served as like a photo booth type thing. And I think that people liked it. Yeah. And it was
3: also each star, it was a visual representation of how many signatures we got on our petition. I think each star was 32.5 signatures. So it was really. And we had,
2: what, over 300 stars? Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm. over 300 stars. So that, I love that it worked on so many levels with that, you know, the, just a pretty visual, but it also, you know, meant something. I honestly was kind of blown away by how many stars we had up there.
2: And we we gave a shout out to Rachel and Joe. Uh, Probably some of you remember that Rachel is our intern at the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, and they have a lot of artistic ability Mm -hmm. in addition to being a great intern, and they really did a lot to create this installment and make it happen.
1: Uh, Marissa, what sticks out to you? so i was helping bring in advocates from the visitor center to get to the second floor Mm. and i met with a few people that were walking in a couple of speakers were walking in um, and then advocates that were coming from the buses as well and people who just drove in and every time that they saw me and they saw everybody else that was coming there was just so much excitement and camaraderie with these individuals coming in together and i knew at that moment that this rally was going to be absolutely perfect, because everyone was just coming in with so much excitement, so much energy, and it really worked out for the best, I think. Mm
0: I just being what I do for a living, uh, I remember walking up to the space, uh, you know, 20 minutes before it started and seeing that so many news outlets were already there with their cameras ready to cover it. And I was excited about that because we always want to spread the word, but also they know that people care about this and that it's something that, you know, needs to be spread.
3: I mean, having ridden the bus in the morning when I got there, you know, things were already very much in motion. Good job, you guys. And (laughs) Derek, the social work student who helped us out. Um, But when I got there, I was kind of, my jaw hit the floor a little bit like, this looks amazing. There are so many people here and like (laughs) media and like the energy, it really was like kind of a awestruck moment for me having come in, you know, kind of right when things are getting started.
2: And we have to say the speakers were phenomenal. Oh my gosh. So um, that was a highlight as well. Just all of the energy and really insightful comments that were made by um, just the whole series of speakers.
0: Yeah, let's talk about our speakers. So who did we have? Well, we started out with
2: Governor Laura Kelly, which (laughs) was a great way to start. And we know that she has been a supporter of expansion um, even before she was governor, when she was in the state Senate. So um, it was a a natural fit. It's something that she has been working on. And um, we appreciate the ability to collaborate with any policymakers who support expansion.
0: Yeah. And uh, what really stuck out to me about what she talked about was when she talked about how she has introduced an expansion bill every year that she's been governor. And every one of them has been tailored for the criticisms that expansion is getting at the time, including, you know, we can't afford it. I don't want to repeat all the bad ones, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) because they're not true. (laughs) But all of the criticisms, those bills have addressed them time and time again, and it doesn't seem to matter.
4: Every expansion bill I have introduced was custom-tailored to address the concerns expressed by opponents. I was told we can't afford it. It benefits able-bodied adults. It must include reinsurance. Despite there being solutions to each of their concerns, opponents to expansion would not budge.
2: Yeah, I think that you know a lot of us come to this process thinking that it's a collaboration and something where you will have the ability to negotiate and end up with the best possible product. Um, and I think what she was saying is that she has come in good faith to try and come up with those. Um, points of compromise and has even offered them up, but ultimately we really have not been able to get much past um, a few isolated negotiations. So I think that means that the time is um, coming where we're going to have that opportunity and as advocates it's a reminder that we need to be ready for that and be ready to raise our voices to help the process move forward.
3: Absolutely. And there were, what, over 200 advocates there doing just that, which I'm sure...
0: They
3: they were rowdy when she walked in, too. They were
2: excited. It was fun to see a lot of people in the crowd who were familiar faces, um, former legislators um, on both sides of the aisle who were there, who still care about this issue. And I think it is one of those things. Once you understand what this would do and what the Mm -hmm. impact would be, you're always going to be a supporter.
0: Um, She also mentioned North Carolina, which we haven't talked. We've talked briefly on the podcast before, but things are moving and shaking in North Carolina. So, April, do you want to give a summary of what's happening in north carolina real quick sure so north carolina
2: it's really interesting their state very similar to kansas in that they have a democrat governor and republican controlled um house and senate they've had some of the same obstacles to expansion that we have but their um, republican-led legislature has had a change of heart Um, I think really in recognition of the fact that it seems to be a foregone conclusion that expansion is going to happen across the country and they wanted the opportunity to do it their own way um, and make it kind of a North Carolina solution. And that has been exactly what has happened this year. It has passed both their House and Senate and um i think that you know it's going to be official any day now once their governor signs it in fact
4: north carolina is on the verge of expanding medicaid right as we speak and that democrat governor has about the same kind of legislature i have so we know it can be done let's not
2: so it's a model for all of us To look toward uh, in the remaining holdout states. And we could not be happier for North Carolina and <laughs> wish them well and yes. hope that we will be the next state.
0: The chuckle is a little bit of envy. A
2: little bit.
3: Absolutely. But it's like, how do you envy your big sister because she got a new shirt or you know, something like that. <laughs> you still love her. Someday I'll be You're like that for too. Her. You're
0: happy for her. <laughs> well, Marissa Taylor, what stuck out to you? Of all our speakers.
3: Well, I feel like I have to shout out our closer, Ron Cronister, mm-hmm. who was on the bus with us. Um, he was amazing. He's a Incredible advocate. Uh, he was a teacher before he retired, um, and I just felt like he did such an amazing job rallying the troops, so to say, and reminding people that, you know, hey, we've been here and we've been screaming from the rooftops that we want CanCare expansion, but there's also things you can do about it. You can, you know, advocate with your friends and family, you can call your legislators, you can become a stronger advocate in all of these ways. And I just have to shout out Ron. I felt like he did such a good job. He did do such a good job.
4: <laughs> One person. With irrefutable facts, sound logic, and persistently letting their legislator know where they stand can change a vote. Maybe I will change my legislator's vote. Maybe you will change your letter- legislator's vote. But I'll tell you it's a whole lot easier if there's a hundred or a thousand Moseses.
2: Well and Ron even, he is a big promoter of the 8 and 10 t-shirts that we um, were making last year in particular as part of a campaign and he was such a big advocate for those Mm -hmm. shirts and wearing them out in public. And I
4: guarantee you people read this shirt. I've seen people slow down so they have time to read this shirt. And every time somebody reads this shirt, Cantons in the Gap come alive, become real, and stay relevant.
2: Um, that I think that we're going to try and figure out a way to do that again because we've used up all of our shirts right now, but we're trying to figure out ways.
0: We're going to get merch.
3: <laughs> <'Cause> I've <laughs> I <have laughs> so many, even within our <laughs> office, <laughs> some of our Community Care Network of Kansas friends were asking, Who was that last guy? Like, he did such a good job. And then I've gotten emails about, you know, the shirts. Like, where can I get one of those shirts? I want to be like Ron. <laughs> and it just was awesome. And he is really a, a good, a great example of what peer to peer advocacy looks like in practice and I just I loved everything he did. He was great.
2: Yeah, he's amazing. We um so we've been working with him for a couple of years Um, I think that we met, did we meet him through the Healthy Kansas Advocacy Community or he joined it pretty quickly? I believe, was with
3: the Faith Voices for Medicaid Expansion group in Halstead, or Newton, I'm sorry, it's uh, Pastor Jeff Graber. (laughs) It's that area. Um, Yeah, he was with Faith, Faith Voices for Medicaid Expansion and then became, you know, obviously a really strong advocate for the Alliance too.
0: Very fun. One of his statements was talking about how sometimes it can feel intimidating uh, when talking to a legislator or, you know, people that have power to make decisions like this. And one of his quotes was, the public is another kind of power. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. It's a pretty simple statement, but it, gave me chills. it was like everybody together. The public is another kind of power. Absolutely. So Exactly.
3: And I loved what he said about, like, it feels like you're singing to the choir. Well then the choir needs to sing louder. He said wow. more
4: eloquently than that. Recently, I attended a lecture series presented by a local college. And as I walked into the building, the greeter looked at me and said, Oh, I like your shirt, but you're preaching to the choir. <laughs> Here I am again, preaching to the choir. So I'm going to say to you what I said to her, if I'm preaching to the choir, then it's the choir's responsibility to sing loud enough that everybody outside can
1: Marissa? Um, I think for me, I thought I thought that Sherry Coatney and Reverend Dr. Bobby Love were absolutely dynamic and mm-hmm. such incredible, captivating speakers. But the person that really caught me was was Chandra, yeah, our storyteller. Her getting up there and just, you know being so vulnerable with over two hundred people mm-hmm. and sharing her mother's story about her passing in the coverage gap. You know, it it reminded me of why we do this work. Obviously, you know, like, you know, we can sit there and talk all day long about, you know, the financial benefits of Medicaid expansion. What do we do for our state, for businesses, for physicians, and things like that? And yes, those things are important. But at the end of the day, at the core of this issue is people do not have health insurance in our state, and Chandra's mom was one of those. And I think that her sharing her story really brought the excitement that our advocates had and kind of sobered it, but in a way that brought them to realize, you know, this is why we're here, this is what we're doing today. I know if my mother had qualified for CanCare, care, she would have gotten the routine healthcare that she desperately needed and that she would still be here with myself and my daughter.
2: She would have been there the day I married my husband. She would have been there the day I started this beautiful new job I have now. She was 62 years old. I miss her every single day.
1: And I tell her story in memory because she would want me to. Because we would not want any
2: other Kansan to go through what my family went through.
0: Yeah, she, if you want to see, if you want to read... Um, Chandra's full story, she's, it's on our website, expandcancare.com. Um, but her basic story is that her mom was in the coverage gap um, because she worked as a waitress and, and jobs like that that didn't have uh, health insurance coverage. And then, unfortunately, was after a lot of medical kind of mysteries trying to be solved, found out she had cancer. And, and um, as another one of our speakers, Dr. Jensen with KU Med uh, Cancer Center said. Uh, I think the stat that he had given was that if you are unlucky enough to be diagnosed with cancer while you are uninsured, there is you have a 50% less chance of being alive five years from that day, which I thought was an astounding statistic. But, you know, Chandra's mother was one of those and mm-hmm. how brave of her to get up and keep her mother's memory alive and use it to help other people in the gap.
2: Speaking of Dr. Jensen, I think that makes so much sense when you start to think about it because it is a pretty extreme statistic, but then you think about people who might just tell themselves a story that, um, you know, maybe I feel, but surely that's not cancer mm-hmm. and it would cost a lot for me to go get it checked out and I'm just gonna wait and see what happens. I don't think that's what it is. Whereas if you have that coverage and you feel a lump, you might be much more likely to say, I'm gonna get this checked out. Just to be sure. Right, and so you find those cancer patients learning that they have cancer sooner and at a time when there's much more opportunity for intervention. And, um, you know, we we run into this a lot, not just with cancer, but with other illnesses as well. Kansans, by and large, don't want to um, go to the doctor when they know that they can't pay for it. It's something that is culturally uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. um, and it's something that we see getting in the way of people getting care, sometimes even when they might be able to Um, qualify for a reduced fee but they don't realize or they don't feel comfortable with that and so they just don't go and that's where you get the cases that are much more extreme when they present the first time.
4: For lower income women in states that have expanded Medicaid, you are 25% more likely to receive a screening mammogram than low income women in states that have not expanded Medicaid. This is about saving lives, and it's a measurable difference. And we need to get past the politics and make this happen.
0: We should give a shout out to ACS CAN, the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network. We kind of piggybacked our rally off of their Cancer Action Day at the State House, and so uh, we were really grateful to have Dr. Jensen come join us and and provide that perspective.
2: Absolutely we had a few other like we, we have so many willing partners um, and we just ended up getting to the point where we couldn't have many more speakers within the allotted time but um, I'm very grateful for the comments that were made by Sonia Backus at the Community Care Network of Kansas they are um, an association of all of the federally qualified health centers in the state. So they provide, um, they, they provide healthcare for uh, low income people, um, uh, sometimes on a sliding scale. And um, they are one of the strongest voices in support of expansion because they know that their reach could be expe- extended. Um, and it would have a huge impact on their uh, members if we were to have CanCare expansion.
4: Expanding access to care through CanCare is the most significant step our state could take to provide access to high quality care for more Kansans. Community Care Network of Kansas, as valuable providers of care in Kansas, supports expanding equitable access to health care, and we are united. For health, equity, and justice.
2: Well, and I don't want to forget <laughs> Curtis Sneedon with the oh, later yeah. yeah. partnership.
0: He was going to be mine. Oh, no, yeah. I yeah, go for it. Uh, you know, the business case is really important and workforce and businesses and small businesses. It's not that that is any less important. Sometimes it's a little less tugging on your heartstrings, but not when Curtis Sneedon talks, I don't think, because <laughs> he, he laid out a very clear case.
4: This state's failure to expand can care, put simply, is bad business yes. and is bad for business, placing the burden of uncompensated care on our healthcare system, when the solution is so straightforward, that's bad business. To ignore those 150,000 Kansans when the solution is so straightforward, that's no way to develop your workforce. That's bad business.
0: But he also acknowledged that you know business owners are people and they worry about their workers and they worry about the health and they have all the same moral concerns that other people have too and he just like i just thought he was so well-rounded and dynamic and i don't know he was he was one of my favorite moments
3: and we marissa you briefly mentioned um sherry Cotney and reverend dr bobby love Mm -hmm they were. I mean, talk about riling up the crowd. exactly. (laughs) I I don't want to lump them together because they both, you know, they did it in their own wonderful and unique ways, but I felt like they had the crowd roaring. Absolutely.
1: Um, I had left to get uh, Chandra a bottle of water, and I was on the other side of the second floor rotunda, and you could hear Sherry (laughs) Coatney just riling the crowd up.
4: What do we want?
0: I mean, she she made the statement that, that needed to be said when she said,
4: I'm Sherry Copey. I'm from Southeast Kansas, and I represent people with disabilities. So most people have used that as a tool to say, that's why we can't expand Medicaid. We're going to be stealing from people with disabilities. That's false. It's a lie. There are people with disabilities. Hello, hello, hello. That's right.
0: That's one of the sound bites of the rally for me,
3: Reverend. Loves uh, the way that he equated, you know, the. The fight for care expansion with the, you know, parable of the good Samaritan. That was really affecting to me. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Right. You can tell. Someone said it. Someone said it. Right. He's he is meant to be in yeah, front of a crowd. Absolutely. He is meant to be right in front of us. And I
3: love that he even said, "I want you to talk, back exactly. to me, please." Like, 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 okay. Whatever. I will.
4: I want to let you know that today is a good day to be here at the Capitol talking about. Can-Care expansion. If you're here today for that, let's make some noise so they can hear it.
0: So he kind of talked about the same thing that he talked about on, on this podcast. I think it was episode three? Four? Episode three or four back Somewhere in, like in November, if December.
3: If you haven't listened to it, you really should.
0: <laughs> um, about about the, the parable of the Good Samaritan and the priest walked by, the Levite walked by, and finally the person who came and helped was a no-name person. And we are, that's because it could be any of us.
4: As we're at this rally today, there are those who have been left wounded. Yes. There are those who have been stripped. Yes. And there are those that are in need of a healing. They have been wounded by those who sit in offices at this place, who are standing in the way, who refuse, let me say it again, who refuse to provide help. And we're here today, if you will, to say that enough is enough.
0: Let's get this done. I thought that was inspirational. (laughs) for sure all of our speakers were amazing and if you've not been to a rally i would encourage you to go to one because it wasn't my first rally but it was the rowdiest rally i've ever been to and i'm proud of that (laughs) in a good way rowdy in a good way um one of the media oh i think it was the uh, the harvey county now did a story and it's a great story you should go check it out um but they mentioned that one of the legislators from the area had mentioned that just in other parts of the state house, he could hear the rally. So he did not come, but he was very aware that it was going on.
3: Because that's really the question, right? It's, if you're not gonna talk about it, we're gonna talk about it, and we're gonna make sure you know we're talking about it because the Kansans want care expansion. I think we made that really clear at the rally and that was that was really awesome to me.
0: opened the whole thing you you opened it and introduced the governor okay now tell us you step up to the podium and there's like 200 people looking at you standing room only what were you thinking were you nervous
2: i was thinking that the governor was just gotten a huge round of applause as she walked down the steps and I think she was ready to come up right then <laughs> even without an introduction. So it did occur to me like, oh, should I just skip this and give her more time? <laughs> but she, she was patient and that gave me a chance to really get through some of the talking points that we wanted to share about the importance of expansion before we got to her. And I will say that there is nothing like speaking to a rally crowd because mm-hmm. they like Everything you say. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: cool. it's, a, it's a, an excited, excited audience. They're yes. here for the same reason you're here. <laughs> That's
2: right. You know, they talk about sunflowers when you're making a, a presentation. You know, the people who look up at you and give you eye contact. It is like a field of sunflowers in uh, a rally. Yes, and how appropriate for standing
3: Medicaid. <laughs> <in Kansas. Right.
0: laughs> well, we will, we can probably put the full audio of, of the rally up as like a bonus in this podcast stream i don't know why we couldn't so um if you want to hear the whole thing in full uh or you were there and you were like i have no idea what the governor said i'd like to go (laughs) back and listen to that um we will put it up as a bonus so that you can hear it
2: To take just one minute to give a shout out and a thank you to the volunteers that helped us. Yeah, so we had a fabulous volunteer um, who is an emergency room physician, Dr. William Featherston, and he just reached out and said, I'm gonna, I'm planning to come to the rally. Is there anything I can do to help? and we thought about it and we had things to do but we weren't exactly sure if they were appropriate for <laughs> for
0: a, a medical doctor.
2: <laughs> and he just came and wore his medical coat and he chipped in in every way that was needed so awesome. he was fantastic I think that you already mentioned the yeah, social work
3: student. I Derek. did already mention Derek how uh he's a KU masters level social work student and he was so helpful in, you know, working our tables and helping us get set up.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean it was definitely an all hands on deck kind of situation. I um looped my husband into the <laughs> Oh,
0: the shout plan. out to Chris Holman.
2: <laughs> oh yes. He um it really was one of those situations where things could not have worked out more Mm -hmm. perfectly and Yeah, so we can't forget that. Yeah, we can't
3: forget the the group from Wyandotte County who organized their own little bus caravan, which was amazing. Uh, Connie Brown, we couldn't have done it without her, and Robert Gibson from Vibrant Health. Uh, They brought about 30 people, and I believe two buses, two little mini buses.
2: This was something that was a little bit new, and oh my goodness, what a difference it made to get more people from outside of the immediate Northeast Kansas geographical area. I think it really showed just how widespread support for expansion is Mm -hmm. and I wasn't kidding when I said I hope that we can bring a bus you know maybe from Western Kansas Mm -hmm. to try and get people um, who might not otherwise be able to just drive out on their own or you know maybe um, down in Southeast Kansas because Mm -hmm. we have friends and allies and advocates across the state who are eager to participate in a variety of ways and it's so nice when we're able to all be in one place together.
3: We also had a couple of folks from Thrive Allen County, speaking of Parsons, uh, oh, yeah. Casey Godina brought a group, or a couple of people I believe, uh, so it's great to see those folks. But I agree definitely, the buses, the, the charter bus from Wichita, you know, North Indian Emporia, was, just the icing on the cake of what made the rally so great.
2: And I love that the smallest community of those three had the largest number of people on the bus and they keep talking about it.
0: So the rally was a, I'm going to call it a major success. I think we were all really thrilled with it. But let's talk about what we're doing now, how, how we're keeping it going. So, um, Taylor, one of the easy ways that people can get involved and they can do it ASAP. Yes. Is our Healthy Kansas Advocacy Community. Oh, yes. Can you just tell people what it is? Yeah. So the
3: Healthy Kansas Advocacy Community is our peer-to-peer advocacy network. Our meetings are held on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month at 7 p.m., they're all online, all via Zoom. Uh, really easy to just log on and join the conversation. Uh, meet you know, meet and talk with Kansans across the state who are advocating for cancare expansion. It's really just a time for us to come together and strategize, brainstorm, connect, you know what have you with other advocates uh, who are you know passionate about the same things we're passionate about and you know want to improve health equity in Kansas through the expansion of can care. Uh, the meetings are a lot of fun. they usually last an hour, sometimes a little less. but yeah, we invite you to join us. You can find all the meetings we have scheduled on expandcancare.com under the events tab and it's really easy to sign up. You just give your name and uh, an email and we'll send you the Zoom link. I love those meetings. I think it's, you know, it honestly helps with my brainstorming process too, just to be able to talk to people and, you know, see what, you know, hey, what do you think might work, you know, in terms of this upcoming, you know, legislator town hall or, hey, I have an idea for, you know, X, Y, and Z. And it's just great to, you know, connect with advocates like yourselves, Um, invite you to come join us for sure
0: even if you can't join that day, you can sign up to get that and then you get the emails that Taylor sends to the HKAC people.
3: 100%. And I'm also very generous with my slides and notes. If you ever miss a meeting and would like (laughs) to read those, I'd be happy to send them to you. Very good. April, can you tell us
0: about the steps to expansion?
2: Sure. So that's the campaign that we've been working on all session. We are up to step four, a letter to the editor campaign. We're gonna try to really get an LTE in every news outlet in the state asking, if we know that Kansans want expansion, why can't we talk about it at the state house? And that really goes back to this idea that we haven't had a hearing on expansion in the house of representatives in kansas since 2017 so it's been six years
0: boo and Mm -hmm. in
2: the senate it's been three years it was 2020. so a little bit more recent but not recent when you think that the legislature Mm -hmm. has met every year there have been bills introduced on expansion every year and there has been no allowance for advocates to have their day to make their case to legislators. That's really not the way that our democratic process is supposed Mm -hmm. to work. And I think that the more people can point that out and ask that question, why can't we talk about it at the state house? The more we will hopefully get the attention of people who can make that happen.
0: And who among us is the same person that we were in 2020? Just think of it that way.
3: If you think I it, sure like, hope not. <laughs> 2020 was around. That was like 10 years ago. And that hearing was in January of yeah.
2: okay, so okay. It was before the world
3: changed there you go yeah even more of a reason to have one (laughs) we are all different people
0: since the last time that happened Um, do you want to give a bonus plug to the physician letter
2: yes so we um, have been working with some wonderful physicians just through the other advocacy efforts that we have at the alliance and we kept hearing that they really wanted a way to lift their particular voice and perspective in uh, support of expansion. And so one of the things that we are doing this spring within the next month or so is a sign-on letter for physicians to lift their support for expansion. And we drafted the letter along with three physicians that we work with that had kind of you know spearheaded some of this conversation about their interest in doing something and we are also working with our partners in the coalition to try and bring in as many physicians in specialty groups that work with our partners like the heart association and the lung association and other disease specific groups as well as other partners who have physicians within their networks so stay tuned for that if you are a physician uh, we would love for you to go to our website at expandkincare.com and sign on to that letter if you feel comfortable and you have physicians in your family, neighborhood, network, and would be comfortable asking them to sign on, we would love your help getting the word out.
3: And it's retired physicians, med students, physicians, and PAs, is that correct? Yeah. Yes
0: physician assistant. And Marissa, I'm going to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm. Are we looking for storytellers?
3: Always. <laughs> Always, I think, we're sp-
0: <laughs> I think we're specifically looking for Medicaid redetermination mm-hmm. stories.
2: I think we're specifically looking for stories of people who are losing their Medicaid mm-hmm. coverage or CanCare coverage because the pandemic is over. So we know that there was a continuous coverage provision that was put in place at the beginning of the pandemic so anyone that had can care during those years did not lose it and now they're starting the uh, redetermination process again and it's anticipated that as many as 125,000 Kansans might be expected to lose their coverage as a result of redetermination. And whereas uh, people in our neighboring states would be able to fall back on Medicaid because of expansion, we have not taken that step in Kansas and so it's not available. And unfortunately, we're going to see that more and more in the upcoming months where people are losing their coverage and they just don't have options to
1: replace it.
0: Yeah, if you get that letter and fall into the coverage gap and wanna tell your story, Marissa, how can they do that?
1: Absolutely, just reach out to me at Marissa at com, and I will get you set up for an interview to get your story out there. We'll put it wherever you want. Wherever, however. In addition to the public health emergency unwinding and those types of stories that we're looking for, I'm also doing a series on navigators and experienced community health workers. So if you are one of those individuals or if you know one of those individuals, have them reach out to me. We would love to get their perspective on those stories as well.
0: Perfect. So tons of ways you can get involved if you have heard clips here or you went to the rally or you go listen to the rally and then you're motivated and you want to get involved. We have so many ways that you can do that. So expandcancare.com is where you go and we would love to get you involved however we are able, however you are interested.
2: There are a lot of pictures on Twitter of the rally. Uh, If you want to just search for the hashtag expandcancare.
0: Oh, the photo booth pictures are so good. They look fabulous. Them. <laughs> I love them. Next time we need a mustache that people Yeah, like yeah. we need
3: props next time.
0: <laughs> Little tiny hats they can wear and make them look silly like it's a wedding. Well, April, Taylor, thank you so much for both being here today. We have enjoyed recapping our rally for everybody and chatting like we do every single day.
3: It's our water cooler talk. It's our. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having us.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to get all of our latest episodes. We hope that you will share our podcast with your family and friends. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok Our handle is at expandcancare. And like we've said about a thousand times in this episode, don't forget to check
0: us out at expandcancare.com. Like April talked about, we've got our Steps to Expansion initiative going on right now. We want everybody to join in with us. Uh, Like we said, we are currently on step four, which is the letter to the editor campaign. And I promise you, it is so easy. It is, even if you have no idea, you've never written one before. I promise you, it's super easy. Go check it out. We can hopefully get those all over the state.
1: Additionally, we have a call out to all physicians, physician assistants, retired physicians, and current medical students to sign our open letter to the legislature. We'll present the letter to policymakers in April, so please sign as soon as you can. Thanks for joining us. As always, we will see you next time.
0: Health in the 34th is a podcast from the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas. We hope you'll take a moment to subscribe and share our podcast with others. Episodes written and produced by Marissa Alcantar and Lacey Kennett. Special thanks to our editor, Callie Holthouse. Episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the movement and get involved. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For more information on the Alliance for a Healthy Kansas, visit us at expandcancare.com. It's really weird when everybody stares at you and you're like, I started talking, I have to keep going.